Hey guys, this is PK uh, for the $2.4 million podcast. Um, episode is 041, episode 41. Title is Killing in the Name. And as you probably can tell from the title, um, it's I think it's um, about, it's not about, but it, it does sort of show that I understand what's going on in the world, how fucked up everything is. Um, this is my third actually considering everything this is like my fifth attempt at an introduction part i left out the music because i didn't think that was appropriate um and yeah um yeah my other recordings i broke down i couldn't i couldn't keep talking and it just didn't work um yeah so this is um this this episode is going to be a little shorter um because all I want to talk about in this one, because as you can see from the title, it's Rage Against the Machine um, from their first album in 1992. It's a very important album, and it's sad that it's still important now, the, con the what they're saying. Uh, and we're going to talk about FTPs, because right now in the world, if you say FTP, that means um, what NWA used to say. But for web developers... Uh, FTP is File Transfer Protocol and it allows you to access files directly from the server. So, like I said, I'm recording this after I recorded the main body of the content and that's going to come after. So I'm just recording, re-recording an intro after, <laughs> after many different tries and talking about all kinds of stuff of how I grew up, what I've seen, what I think, and how I just empathize and all that kind of stuff but yeah like yeah so uh and and i just couldn't speak because i was i broke down uh but hopefully you know it, it's it's gonna be awkward for you too if you just listen to me just like that so i think this is better i'm just gonna go with this one because this is the last i hope this is the last recording uh anyways so like I said, I recorded this after, so I, I, don't, I can't transition well into the content. So I'm just going to pause for a second, and the main content that I recorded previously will just start playing after this. Okay? So, yeah. But, in, but as web developers, um, FTP means uh, file transfer protocol. So let's talk about a very simple FTP client. All right? Now... Um, I'm, I hope um, I've sort of regained a little bit of composure, so um, hopefully I, I can edit some stuff and doesn't feel like I'm I, I, I just break down on my own just talking like this. Um, but yeah, let's 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 just hope I can edit this <laughs> so I sound I sound relatively normal. Uh, yeah, all right, so. Two things I want to talk about today, uh, and one is the um, FTP client, and another is a very important Google update. All right, so, uh, so there's uh, so in 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 the in the article, or if you're checking the notes that come with this podcast episode, um, there's a wpbeginner.com link there, and there's also a cyberduck cyberduck link there. Now, um, my first, because I've, all right, so I've started, when, when, like, 
what is this, 2009-ish? I don't know, something like that. I started, so I had, a, I had an iMac at home and I had a MacBook at work. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to work on my MacBook, uh, iMac at home and then have that synced up in the cloud. And then um, I, I would just drive to work. And once I got there at work, um, everything would have been synced and I can access my files and I would be able to um, use the files that I, uh, I've worked on. Because for example, like, um, like a keynote presentation that I made would be like 50 megabytes, for example. Then I could technically carry it around on a USB stick, but I want it to be more high tech than that. So what I did was I, I found a I found an FTP client. Uh, it was Yummy FTP, and what I did was I had it scheduled. So it would schedule an update to a folder from my folder to their folder, not their folder. Uh, to a folder in my server and that would um, sync, right? So like in the morning, like at whatever time, it would just start syncing, right? Scheduled. And then uh, once that synced, my other computer was set at a different time. So that computer would download by itself. So I would have a folder over on my iMac that would go up to the cloud. So it was, it was pretty much like a hosting uh, server that I had for one of my websites. And I would make a folder there and I would just fold, sync a folder from my iMac to a folder on my server. And then that server would also sync to my MacBook. I had the black black MacBook back then. You know, the, 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 the one that's right between the regular MacBooks and the Pros, the black one with better specs. I was so happy and proud of that. Uh, so that's what I would do and it sort of worked really well um, there was a problem once where it would overwrite the wrong file and I lost a, a big chunk but still um, it was okay it worked out pretty well and I was very happy that it that I could do all that um, so that's that's how I first started really getting into um, FTPs um, but Later, stuff like Dropbox and then iCloud, and we had so many other services. There was a there was a cloud service um, war raging, like Google Drive, um, Box. Um, there are so many other ones that I don't use that are just gone now. But uh, right now, I have Dropbox, uh, P Drive, Google Drive, and iCloud. I don't use P Drive. It's not as useful as I thought it would be. Um, I pay for iCloud so that syncs all my Macs and phones and everything so I use that um, but um, Dropbox is great because it you can get a, a live URL for an, a live file that is a static URL so um, I really like Dropbox but I don't pay for Dropbox because I pay for iCloud and anyways so where was that yeah so um, that's what I use to sync stuff now, but I that's I used to use an FTP. Um, but so the WP Beginner uh, page talks about some FTP clients, and I guess it's for both Windows and Macs. 
um, and, and I'm sure you know, I don't use um, Windows, but the number one file here is WinSCP. So I guess it's a Windows, Windows app. So I don't know, but it looks really messy. <laughs> um, there is Cyberduck and Cyberduck, which is my favorite. Cyberduck is my favorite. Cyberduck works on both Windows and Mac, which is great. So I'm happy with that. And that's what I use. I paid for a, I, I paid for a donation to Cyberduck and um, I got it. I got a license key and I just use that. Um, so, I mean, I've been using it for years, so I might as well pay, you know, and it's not a lot. I mean, it's, I use it almost every day, so I should uh, pay for it. Um, and so I really like Cyberduck and it's great because it does a few things very differently. Now, uh, one thing, one feature that I like, which surprisingly is not a feature on other apps is, oh, and by the way, I'm not endorsed or anything, but I don't get endorsements because I don't, I want to stay impartial anyways. Um, but if you want to, if you want to, if you want me to plug your stuff, let me know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Um, so Cyberduck allows you to assign code editors. Yummy FTP did that too. So I thought all FTP clients did that, but I guess not. Yummy FTP is, um, is paid for, so you can't have it. There's no free version, I don't think. Um, and I don't use it anymore because I lost the license key and I'm just, uh, you know, so yeah. Um, so yeah, with Cyberduck, you can do that. And one thing, and two things that I really like about Cyberduck is one, um, it, it has a Dropbox and what is it? Uh, Dropbox and um, Google Drive and all that Amazon uh, stuff. It, it, you can connect to your Dropbox without using your Dropbox app. So you don't need to use a Dropbox app because your app allows you to sync to up to how many, whatever, and it's it's limited because Dropbox wants wants to control that. But with this, with Cyberduck, you don't have to. So what you can do is basically, as long as you have a Cyberduck connection, um, you can actually use Dropbox on multiple computers, and um, it can uh, you can just go back and forth without actually syncing your desktop folder with Dropbox. So it's it's really nice, and you can do that with Google Drive as well. So that's all really good. And also, um, Cyberduck has something called Mountain Duck which also works on Windows and Mac. And what it does is it actually has, you can actually get a mounted, I think that's why it's called Mountain Duck, mounted drive on your Finder, Explorer, File Explorer, I don't know what it's called. Is it Explorer? That makes sense, I think, I don't know. Um, but you know, your file file system, you can, you can actually mount like a CD or a USB drive. You can mount a drive and that is, and it will sync all the time. It will just um, act like a virtual drive. So that's also really cool. And um, it it comes free with Cyberduck. It, it's a separate download, but it, you can use that as well. So I really like Cyberduck. Um, I'm sure you can tell. And it, so <clears throat> the reason, and there's there are other um, stuff here like Transmit, uh, FreeFTP, uh, FileZilla, which is a lot of a lot of people use that, 
WSFTP. I don't know what that is. Um, but where's Yummy? Um, so with the reason why I think you should, if you make websites, you should be comfortable with using uh, FTP. Now, it looks intimidating if you're actually just accessing the files and just looking at the files and they, they're like just wp-config, wp-cron, you know, wp-activate. And you're like, what? You know, but um, the reason why having FTP is really good, using FTP is really good, is because when there's an error on your website, the first thing that I think you should be doing is going to wp-config, which is in the root folder of that domain, and scrolling down to whatever line it is, and find the line of PHP where it says um, debug, WP debug, or just debug, and change that false to true. And that means if you have an error on your WordPress website, it will show exactly what the error is, and you can fix it. It helps a lot. And another thing is, for example, if you have a plugin error that's causing the site to, to crash, then you can actually change the plugin folder name and now you disabled all plugins. So WordPress thinks it doesn't have any plugins and that means that it's gonna default itself and just work because it's gotten rid of the problematic plugins. And then when you make that plugin folder, when you change the name of the plugin folder back to how it was originally, then all the settings are there, but all the plugins will have been deactivated. So when your site crashes, that's the easiest way to deactivate all your plugins through FTP. You can't access the database per se if you're just accessing the files, but you'll have to go higher than your domain folder to do that. You have to go into the, the database file. So that's a lot harder. That's way more confusing to find the path to than just using, you know, uh, just editing PHP files. But um, so, yeah, those are some uses of some very important uses of FTP and why you should be um, using it. Um, recently, for me, what happened was I. There was a client who, for some stupid reason, thought that they could go in and change things, which should be easy to do, but it's an old website. I didn't build it. Like the person who was the web developer who was at the agency I work at before me, she built it. Um, I don't approve of it. <laughs> and it's an old WordPress uh, installation, so yeah. Um, but he changed something and then he saw an, he the, the, the client said that he saw a pop-up, uh, an update pop-up, which makes no sense. WordPress doesn't throw update pop-ups in your face on the admin side or at all, you know? So it means he just saw a button and clicked it and when he shouldn't have because, you know, it's an old WordPress version. It's better to leave it as is um, and get a professional to actually do it for you rather than updating everything just like that, you know? Um, so, 
Yeah. Uh, so what? So it all fell down. It all it all crashed and it just fell into my lap. And what I did first thing that I did was I saw that it was broken. It had the white screen. WordPress five does not have white screens anymore. It what it does is it actually shows you that WordPress has an error now. It has a screen that says we have an error. Uh, so that I think that's a lot better than it was before. But WordPress four uh, before you know it it just had a white screen. Of death um, and that's what I saw so what I did was I went into WP config uh, the configuration file and changed the debug to true and I saw uh, what the problem was it seemed like what had happened was there was a mix-up in the database I don't know how that happened or what would have triggered it but client did something so uh, it thought that it was, let's say theme A, there's theme A and theme B. Uh, they're both crap, but it used to be theme A, it used to run theme A, but WordPress thought it was supposed to be theme B, so it's not finding the right files in the theme A folder structure. So it's saying, you're missing this, and you're missing this, fu this function is not loading, what are you going to do about it? And it's just going to the wrong theme folder. Uh, to start with. So what I had to do was um, I disabled all of that, just downloaded it, deleted it. If I delete a, a theme or if I just put them into a separate folder or something, just make it so oh, I actually put them in, a, in their own folder. So I made a temporary folder and then put both of those themes in that temporary folder. Then WordPress, even if it goes to that temporary folder, will not find the style.css file. Themes need a style.css to load, and it didn't have it. So what WordPress does is it defaults to um, whatever the default theme it is. It's on. So that would have been like 2016 or something. So that's what that did. Now that is also why I'm adamant about always having one extra default WordPress theme along with whatever premium or whatever theme you're using. If any, if something breaks, that default theme, WordPress will go to that theme. All right, so um, just get rid of those themes or put them in a folder where WordPress won't recognize it as a theme, then it will just go back to uh, 2016, I think it was, or 2015, whatever it is. Um, now it's 2020, but it will go to a default theme. So then everything worked. I mean, not the website's not back yet, but at least I could get into WP Admin. I can make edits on the pages. I can. It, it worked. It, it's back. All right. It loads. The site loads. And now what I need to do is put those themes back and then activate that original theme that it was supposed to load. So I did that. And of course, this is one of the reasons why I always think people, anyone amateur or advanced should have a child theme is all the settings are connected to that theme so um, if you want to switch switch out everything then it just you know just if you load a load a theme all the settings will come with because it's all saved it's just not activated you know so I um, got the theme back uh, back as you know, acknowledged as a theme, so it would show the theme screenshot and all that, 
and I activated it and it didn't break. It all worked. So it so you can do this if you have an FTP. If you don't use if you if you're not comfortable using the FTP, you're never gonna be able to do anything like this or troubleshoot, fix anything. And you're just stuck. And also another thing is um, sometimes some WordPress installations have problems with um, file permissions and you might have problems editing whatever file it is in the WordPress theme editor um, uh, window. So there's a lot of problems. I don't, I highly um, discourage using the WordPress backend to edit code. I highly think, strongly think that you should be editing code uh, through the FTP. Okay, um, I didn't. I don't think I should or I would go any longer than this. So I'm just gonna go into um, uh, the next part, which is about the new Google update. Okay, so um, I got an email from. I'm on Neil Patel's um, newsletter mailing list. Uh, I was debating whether to stay on it or not, whether to unsubscribe or not, because I start getting emails um, like you know maybe too many emails I don't know uh, yeah but uh, Neil Patel is a very very um, influential and important person in the world of SEO and you know that kind of stuff marketing and stuff so um, I got an email from Neil Patel this newsletter and it said Google is now, Google is going to change some of its um, features, ranking criteria features. So they, they changed it a bit. Now I'm gonna probably talk more about this when I talk about SEO later on in some episode because I do wanna talk about SEO in an episode, at least a few episodes. Um, but, um, they used to they, they they have some metrics that they use to rank pages and they're gonna add um, a new one and this one is and it's been real and they say that they are letting us know about it because uh, the coronavirus has sort of caused a lot of problems here and there in the business world so of course it's they think it would help to um, let us know about it before it took effect because a lot of a lot of um, stuff, a lot of work and business have come have slowed down, so it's, they're trying to give us a little bit more time than than they would have normally. That's that's their that's what I read, but uh, it's 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 on their blog. So there's a Google blog uh, about that, right? So May twenty eighth of this year. This is like right before hell broke loose, <laughs> or is it around time hell? Yeah, so. Um, no, it's, it's, it's after, isn't it? Anyways, um, so what the main idea is they want to use page experience as another extra metric. Now, what is page experience? It's in their main, um, their main example of showing bad page experience is about this button. 
Now, if you click a button, something, uh, it's, the website is thinking, and then something pops up on top, and it's moving, and then you try to click, but then it doesn't work, and then something didn't work. So it's bad loading, bad um, back and forth, uh, bad uh, responsive. I mean, responsiveness as in interactiveness. Yeah, does that make sense? <laughs> Not as in like responsive to the screen size, but as in a website where you click on things and it doesn't react to it. Interactivity, you know? So that kind of stuff um, is important for page experience. So what they're trying to do is, and this is a this is a table, a diagram that they have here. Um, loading interactivity. Um, so largest content full paint. So it should start showing things. So loading interactivity, visual stability. Uh, and I, I I hate it when your mouse your you hover over something and then things just shift and move. That's just stupid. But yeah, that kind of stuff. And then, of course, those are the new ones. Uh, Mobile-friendly, safe browsing, HTTPS, no intrusive interstitials. Interstitial, interstitials, yeah. So that they say that they're going to add that to um, page rankings. So now you can tell uh, your clients that this is also going to be another important thing. So user interface and user experience design is important. And also, um, keeping the site clear and stable is also another very important thing because nobody likes shitty websites that try to do sketchy things. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and edit some shit because, you know, I don't know. I don't know why it's broke down. It's, it's very emotional. Um, yeah, the more, the more empathy, the more I age, the more empathy I seem to get, which is, I don't know, because probably life experience, I don't know, but that along with how frustrating this whole world is becoming, um, yeah, so I just, yeah, sorry if. I don't. I don't know if it. It, it won't offend anyone. You know what it mean? Yeah. And if somebody's like, you just stay to stick to web development. You shouldn't talk about. It. Well, I'm talking about basic human rights. And if that bugs you, then fuck off. So, I think that's it for this uh, episode. Uh, I'll try to edit it so at least I make I, I make some coherent sense. Um, but um, yeah, if it sort of threw you off, sorry about that. But I'm sure most people agree with me. Um, that it is very, very frustrating and heartbreaking times. And I really hope everybody out there is listening to this. Uh, stay safe. Uh, of course, coronavirus is still not over, so please wash your, <laughs> wash your hands. It's still there. That's, that's another important thing that we need to think about, but we just it's just being overshadowed. Um, yeah, anyways, so yeah, um, stay safe, wash your hands. Um, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. All right, bye.